Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, talking uncommon sense about how to start, grow and love your tutoring, teaching or coaching business. Now, it's a beautiful morning here in Shropshire. I'm sitting at my creative desk, having just knocked out seven pages of draft material for my next book and for an upcoming online course. Outside the traffic zipping up and down as the good people of this shire go about their business. Passing and repassing the banner signage on my roadside fence. And that's constantly telling them, every single one of them, that I'm here. And it's allowing me to occupy a tiny bit of mind space. So why am I telling you this? It's because my banners have a tiny word on them. And that word makes a big difference to me and to my potential students. Now, the word I'm talking about is pro. And my signage says, Neil Camado, pro guitar tuition. I'm a pro. And I'm proud of that fact. So the question I want to explore today is, what makes a pro a pro? Because there's a whole world of difference between working with a professional and being a professional and someone who's not a pro. And for the sake of brevity, I'll just call those other people amateurs. What is it that makes you or me a pro? And how do we turn pro? How do we become a pro? Well, instinctively, we all know a pro when we meet them. They're on time, they're well turned out, and they're totally on the money, meaning they're switched on. There's a sort of certainty about them. Even the way they speak and the way they move broadcast that confidence and that competence that all good professionals have. And let me ask you a question. When you meet an amateur, they stick out like a sore thumb compared to a pro. Yeah, you can spot an amateur a mile away, can't you? Everybody can. So is my list of what makes a great pro. And this is true not just of tutoring, but of just about any field. Tutor, coach, builder, electrician or plumber. This is what makes a pro a pro. Number one, pros are on time. Punctuality, they say, is the politeness of kings. And a professional shows up on time, every time. When you hire a pro, they'll always show up and they'll always be on time because they know the value of time, both their own time and yours. And in my experience, amateurs are generally pretty half-arsed about punctuality. They'll show up more or less around about maybe on time, maybe not. We all know people like this. In the property business, there are a lot of tradespeople who are like this. I would always sooner hire the pro. You might pay a little bit of money, but at least they are going to show up. Number two, pros present themselves like pros. When they show up on time, as we've already said, the pro is clean and tidy. They've made the effort and they demonstrate a 
certain pride in themselves. That means if they have a uniform, the uniform will be consistently worn. It'll be clean. It'll be tidy. Look at amateurs on the other hand, and it's much more hit and miss as they are obviously less careful of their presentation. Number three is pros have it all in order. Pros have got their shit together and they've got everything they need at their fingertips. The work, which for me has a capital T and a capital W, is important enough to the pro that they get organised and they stay organised. They know where stuff is and they can get hold of it quickly. I always just say, imagine a dog too says, hmm, now where did I put my scalpel? It's it somewhere. Amateurs, by contrast, are disorganised. They can't find things. If they're peripatetics, especially they forget to bring things with them. As a musician, they're the guy who shows up for the gig without the right gear, without spare strings. They've forgotten their pick. They haven't bought a cable. They've forgotten which songs they're playing. That lack of preparedness and not having everything ordered just screams amateur. So number four is place. Pros have a place or a space where they do their magic. To the pro, that space is sacred and it's dedicated to the work. It's like the stage set where a performance takes place and it's a powerful setup for the pro. It tells the customer that they're serious about what they do. They're not fooling around here. They're absolutely on it. And if a pro makes a site visit or a house call, they organize the space and they control the session in that off-site location. Amateurs, on the other hand, tend to make a temporary hole or a temporary space into which they want to try and squeeze something. They try and work around physical clutter and distractions, uh, even background noise, phone alerts and televisions, pets. You always make get the feeling that they're just trying to squeeze you in somewhere. Number five, pros hold the frame. The frame of interaction is the perspective from which the encounter is viewed. If you want to go deep into frames, go back to episode 56 from March 2019, where I cover frames in a great deal more detail. So the pro always control, controls the frame of the interaction. They are in control. They structure the whole of the session to get the result they want. Amateurs, on the other hand, it could just go anywhere. There is no real sense of frame control. They are easily distracted, easily pulled off task, and the frame collapses. General rule is whoever controls the frame most strongly will control will control the outcome of the interaction. This is true of all human communication. So number six, pros have patterns and routines. They're not winging it day to day. They've evolved a system for themselves that they use day in, day out, so that they're not constantly fumbling from one day to the next. They're on top of their time. They're on top of their day. They have a plan for it, and they are in control of their life. 
that kind of professionalism just stands out above all the amateurs who, on the other hand, are nowhere near as routine. They're bouncing from one thing to another, like the steel balls on a pinball machine. They're fitting work in around everything else in their lives. And that conveys the idea that taking care of students or clients is something of an afterthought. It's not as important as X, Y or Z in their lives. So get yourself a routine, stick to it, change it and evolve it over time. But don't wing it, guys. Number seven, then. Pros speak like pros. When they talk, shut up and listen. The language of the professional will be concise and careful. It won't be vague and waffly. Even over the phone, you can tell a pro. In fact, the very best pros I know all have scripts for their phone calls. I share one of mine in episode 46 from January 2019. If you want to loop back and pick up on what I do when I'm handling an incoming tuition inquiry. So they all talk a certain way. Amateurs, on the other hand, talk a lot and tend to say very little. They pad and they waffle. They jump from one topic to the next. And the language is all over the place. Now, I would be real clear, this hopping and jumping around isn't to be confused with using open loops. That's a communication and influence technique, which is a very different thing from being all over the shop. So monitor your speech, listen to yourself, record your sessions and listen back for your own language patterns so that you can change and modify them. Number eight, then, is pros are masters of clarity. Professionals leave very few grey areas. Their material is clear, and they themselves are clear about how things are to be done. When you deal with a pro, you know when, where, how, and why something will happen. You also know what's expected of you, and what will happen if things don't go as planned such as late cancellations, no-shows and the like. The pros define everything they like things to be clear. Amateurs, on the other hand, tend to be very vague. They're afraid, perhaps, of defining themselves and asking for what they want. They don't really care to describe in clear terms what they do. And they're not particularly precise about what their commitment to the student is and what they expect of the students. So get clear on things, particularly when, where, how and why you'll be doing the work with the students. Make it clear what will happen, what will happen when things go off track and what is expected of the student. Number nine. Pros do it to do it. Passion drives the pro. It's a passion to share and to help, to enlighten and improve students' lives. Pros would teach even if we weren't being paid for it. And as, as pros, we just do it 
to do it, the work is its own reward and it's fun for us. That's why oftentimes holidays and days off can seem like lost opportunities. If you ask a pro what they would do if they had 10 million pounds in the bank, you can bet your life that they'll just want to carry on doing what they do. To do anything else is not the best use of their time. Amateurs, on the other hand, are sort of, kind of, want to teach. Often they're just in it for the money and it's a short-term stopgap measure. And almost any excuse will have them goofing off to go and do something else. So if you're driven by the passion to help, the passion to share and to encourage and enlighten people to improve their lives, that's a great start on the road to being a pro. Number 10, pros evolve. They work on their work. They work harder on themselves than they work in the job. Pros are always trying to do better. We're trying to make things clearer, to teach a little better, to help more people a little more every day. Every day we're on it. We're hell-bent on becoming better versions of ourselves. It's endless and it's tireless. It becomes a lifelong journey of discovery for the pro. But the amateurs, well, I think amateurs settle. They settle for who they are now and they tend to make changes only when they're absolutely forced to. Work on yourselves, guys, so that you can constantly improve, evolve, and do a better job. It's the hallmark of a pro. Number 11, pros work at the edge. They're at the edge of their skills and those of their students. Across the world, progress happens at the edges. In science, in business, technology, Everything happens at the edge. That's where the good stuff is. That's where the advancement is. The safe stuff is already done. It's safe. We have to get out to the edge of what I call a discomfort zone and work and mine the diamonds of the good stuff because that's where the diamonds are. Go to the edge of your discomfort zone and start digging. Don't be like the amateur who's stuck in their comfort zone, not pushing, not redefining the limits. They're just there, plonked down, going nowhere fast. Get out to the edge. And number 12, last of all, pros are in it for the long haul, often for a lifetime. Pros plan, think and act as though they'd be in the business for the rest of their lives. And often, they are. My brother asked me a couple of weeks ago when I was going to retire from teaching. I said, when you start throwing dirt on me, I'm probably retired. It's just something that I couldn't imagine not doing. And I think that's true of most professionals. Now, the amateurs, on the other hand, tend to be very short-term based. They don't have much of a plan. And as I said before, it's often just a stopgap. 
in in my own specialization guitar it's very common to find musicians who can't make a living from their their gigs to supplement that income from teaching and that's cool i i admire that respect that but when the gigging picks up they dump all their students or they you know they'll bugger off on tour for two or three months you know i've picked up students from guys like this who are good players but for them the teaching isn't their primary activity they're not pros in terms of teaching they're pro musicians not pro teachers and that's a different game altogether so the amateur is often engaged in short-term bursts of teaching without much of a plan and oftentimes they're just looking around waiting for something better to crop up my suggestion is if you want to be a pro get into tutoring for the long haul figure out how to spend the rest of your life doing it and enjoying it every single day and you'll be a pro for life Now, those of you who've listened to previous episodes of the podcast will have often heard me use the term DDWT. That's my golden rule. Don't deal with tossers. But there's a, a little supplement to that. It's DBAT. Don't be a tosser. Be a pro. Now, while I love the word dilettante, I hate dealing with dilettantes. They're flaky, they're half-soaked and unreliable. I don't like dilettantes. I don't want you to be one. I want you to be a pro. So when you turn pro, guys, everything changes for you because you change. You'll often feel almost a, a change in your mindset, a change in the way you move through the world. You're no longer just mucking around, going from thing to thing, ping-ponging here and there you become focused driven and energized to go in the direction that you want to go see for yourself when you enact some of these principles of professionalism what will change for you and get in touch let me know i always want to know what you guys think does this stuff resonate with you are you a pro or are you happy to be an amateur do you agree with me or have you got a different opinion? Either way, just get in touch. It's info at neilcamido.com because I'm genuinely curious about what you think and what you know. I want to learn from you guys, not just talk, because I realise I don't have all the answers. I've got some answers that have worked for me and a whole heap of cock-ups and mistakes behind me. So once again, it's info at neilcamido.com and you can follow me on Twitter, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. Now hit the subscribe button for the Tutor Podcast, and you'll automatically get the latest updates as soon as they're live. Guys, that about wraps it up for today. So join me next time on the Tutor Podcast, where it's all about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. 
Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes, and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate, and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow, and love their tutoring businesses. 